Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting the like, that cheeky subscribe button, and maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. This story comes from a throwaway account that's titled, My friend's ex-wife gets his family business shut down and burns their lives to the ground. Not what you may think, and it does come with an update. Sorry for the somewhat misleading title, but I couldn't resist. This story isn't about me, but about two people I am friends with. One we'll call Ray and one Justin. I'm posting this with Justin's permission and he'll probably be reading the thread. Some background. Ray and Justin grew up in an extremely restrictive insular religious community that borders on being a cult. They both read a lot from a young age and even though reading outside of the religion's material was discouraged and so both of them grew increasingly skeptical and dissatisfied with their environment due to having this peek into the outside world. In high school, this shared mindset brought them together and they started secretly dating. For context, dating was absolutely strictly verboten in this religious community. You went straight from single to married with zero in between. So when Justin and Ray's parents caught them dating, they forced them to get married. To be clear, it wasn't like they were having sex. They were basically driving around together and holding hands in the downtown square where all the kids hung out. Very tame, sheltered kid stuff. Ray and Justin started living together as husband and wife, but unfortunately for their families, putting those two together doubled their resiliency and together they cooked up a plan to get out. They set up a secret bank account at a bank outside their religious community's influence since their families had access to their accounts. And everyone who worked at the main bank was also in the same community and gossiped about everyone's financial transactions. They started squirreling away money in small amounts the family wouldn't question being missing from their paychecks. When they were 20, they finally had enough money to start over and they got out. They basically left their house in the dead of night with nothing but what could fit in their car and uprooted to live across the country. Pretty quickly after they moved, they decided to get amicably divorced since they never wanted to be married anyway. They still lived together for a while and basically became something between platonic roommates and each other's only family. Over time, they started dating other people. Some partners were scared off by the weird relationship between them, but most got it and understood that Justin and Ray had basically bonded through mutual trauma. I also met both of them during this time and we became close friends. This whole time, both their families and other members of their community were relentlessly harassing them. People were showing up at their house at all hours and they had reason to believe people were trying to steal their identities over the years, though they'd fortunately both put a freeze on their credit, so nothing ever came of it. Then Justin had a bad accident, a really bad accident. 
he was on his bike and a car blew through a stop sign without slowing down and plowed right into him. He had to be rushed to the hospital and landed in the ICU. Ray was his emergency contact and I was with her and some other friends when she got the call. I immediately drove her to the hospital with a couple of other people and she was melting down, understandably. The hospital staff wouldn't let us all in when we got there, but they let Ray in. She came out periodically to let us know what was going on. Justin wasn't unconscious, but he was totally out of it and he didn't seem to know she was there, probably from the painkillers, but she was convinced he had permanent dehabilitating brain damage and basically the group of us were just sat soothing her and reassuring her it would be fine. A friend of ours who worked at the hospital as an MRI tech also stopped by when she could on her breaks and calming down Ray. We'd been there all night and, and part of the day at this point and the medical staff was giving us reason to be hopeful. But things got worse. To this day, no one knows how they found out, but 14 hours after Justin's accident, his parents, uncles, and grandfather showed up. They immediately had all of us removed from the ICU, Ray included. Unfortunately, as his ex-wife, she was no longer his legal next of kin and had no rights against his blood family. At this point, she was absolutely hysterical and inconsolable. She was convinced Justin's family would hurt him. I'm ashamed to say all three of us that were there with her thought she was overreacting. We all knew Ray and Justin had left a fucked up situation, but it wasn't like his own family would do anything to impede his recovery. She was getting angry with us for trying to calm her down and tried to explain that according to their religion, she and Justin deserved punishment from God and only the greatest suffering could prompt repenting and redemption. She said their families embraced this thinking and wanted them to suffer because it would prove that they did the wrong thing by leaving and suffering would drive them back to the fold. She said as long as Justin was with his family, he wouldn't be safe. Our friend who worked for the hospital came and found Ray at that point. She made Ray swear up and down she wouldn't tell anyone she told her this because she could get in deep trouble for releasing privileged information to someone unauthorized, but she had caught wind that Justin's parents were aggressively demanding the hospital release him into their care and they were involving lawyers. The hospital was currently refusing because Justin wasn't stable enough to leave, but our friend warned Ray that as soon as Justin got to be stable or lawyers scared the hospital enough, it's possible the parents would be able to take Justin. This shocked the rest of us, realizing his parents were not only willing to remove Justin from the hospital that had saved his life in the condition he was still in, but were actively trying to do it made us really get for the first time why Ray was going out of her head with fear. At this point, Ray snapped into a do or die mode, convinced that Justin was about to literally die if she didn't act. She decided she would do everything in her power to start a fire at home so that Justin's family would want to run back to put it out. And this wasn't too hard because she had a lot of dirt on the whole community she came from. Like a mad woman, she started blowing the whistle all over Justin's family. She called the IRS's fraud hotline and detailed all the ways that the family business was committing tax fraud. She submitted an ATF tip about how that same family business was illegally selling firearms without a license and without following any of the proper protocols and was knowingly selling guns to convicted felons. She reported one of Justin's uncles for owning several guns 
as a convicted felon. She also reported Justin's mum's unlicensed daycare business, which was apparently extremely shady, including having over 30 children packed into one house, with Justin's mum as the only adult and many of the childcare duties being farmed out to Justin's 12 and 14-year-old sisters. She called CPS on Justin's uncles and his parents for keeping their children out of school and for physical abuse in one uncle's case. In all of these reports, she provided extensive details. She finished her calls and emails, and then she waited. We all waited for several hours and nothing happened. Then, miraculously, Justin became lucid enough to understand what was going on and make his own decisions, and he kicked his family out again. From there began a slow but steady path to recovery. In all the relief and excitement to see Justin on the mend, we'd almost forgotten about Ray's campaign of desperation until a couple of weeks later, when the screaming voicemail started pouring in to both of them. First, the business was being investigated by the IRS. Then it was being investigated for illegal firearms dealing. Then the daycare was getting investigated. At first, Ray felt a little guilty, but then she was like, you know what? No regrets, they would have killed Justin. From what they've been able to piece together in the year and a half since this happened, the business has gone under and the daycare is shuttered. The uncle is six months into a new five-year prison sentence for firearm possession. CPS investigated, which scared the shit out of the family, but nothing really came of it, which is especially sad in the case of the cousins being physically abused. That said, the parents are now too scared to keep the kids home from school. And with the unlicensed daycare shut down, the mum's not exploiting her daughter's labor anyway. So she has no incentive to keep them home. So Justin's little siblings are at least getting their education. Justin and Ray are both happy and thriving. Justin unfortunately will never fully recover from the accident. He has some permanent neurological damage that results in tremors, but he's pumped to be alive. He can work a full-time job, he can still be pretty physically active, and as far as I'm concerned, he wins. And I'm sure there's going to be tons of advice under this post from people who know a lot more about this stuff than me, but whenever, and we haven't had many, many stories about cults or anything like that, but I'm always absolutely amazed on what goes on behind almost like closed curtains, how people are, are trapped into these, these cults how they're forced into a particular way of life with little to no control. And, and I remember one of the last cult stories that we covered and I had someone send me an email after. They didn't want the story shared, but they explained what they went through and what it's like and how they felt trapped later in life. But in early life, they didn't even realize, you know, this, this was normality for them, you know, because they knew no different. This is how they was brought up. And it was later in life when they started seeing things from other people or, or outside influences that started giving them clues. You know, maybe this isn't so normal and I should investigate it. And that's how they eventually moved out of it. And like, very much like this story, even after they did get out, they were still hounded by these people. And I found it absolutely crazy what people have to go through and it absolutely brings me to tears that that they're losing such a large chunk of their lives to these ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. People. But we do have an update to this one as well. But the age of kite says, as somebody that comes from an insular cult family, that is amazing. I've noticed that often bad people tend to do a lot of bad things and get arrogant with what they feel they can get away with. They are setting themselves up in a way that can really hurt. Kudos to Ray and Justin for escaping from a fellow escapee. OP replies saying, I naively assumed before all this, even the worst families ultimately don't want their loved ones to be hurt or to die. And this really changed my perspective. It's hard for people who grow up in good homes to understand what a truly toxic and abusive family can be like. And I still feel a lot of guilt for not trying harder before this happened to understand what Justin and Ray had experienced earlier in their lives. Veilnan68 says, I'm glad that both Justin and Ray got out. Major props to Ray for blowing shit up. She's a badass. Which Opie replies saying she really is. This felt very out of character because she's normally very warm, kind, and mild-mannered. But I think her fight or flight just kicked in when she was afraid for her closest friend's life. It definitely made me certain. I never want to do anything to piss her off though. Arrogant SOB says, if they haven't already, they should get powers of attorney signed so family can't do this again. OP replied saying, that's a good idea. They both have a lot of anxiety about one of them getting sick or injured again. And I don't think they thought about this as an option. Is there such a thing as an uh, dibs not power of attorney, so to speak, like officially disowning family so they can't speak for you in these situations? That guy Jack says, are they back together? OP replies saying no, they aren't romantically interested in each other at all. Ray has actually come out as bi since leaving the cult and, and is now in a pretty serious relationship with a woman going on about a year now. Justin is still kind of dating around casually to make up for lost time, so to speak. Slighty Blighty says, were there any repercussions for the people who ran the victim over? OP replies saying yes, he had to pay for Justin's medical bills and there was some kind of payout beyond that. I'm not privy to the details, but Justin didn't have to work for a few months while he focused on physical therapy. The guy who hit him was pretty young, and from what Justin told me, it sounds like he was traumatized by the accident as well. Justin seems to feel sorry for the guy, but as far as I'm concerned, he was driving drunk, so fuck him. Stardust Luna 3D says, unfortunately, unless the child has noticeable bruises or injuries, is starving, or has no clothes, a bedroom, etc., the CPS rarely gets involved. The school thing is an easy fix and they give parents a chance to correct it given that everything else seems alright. Serves the community right though for on all the other stuff. There's faith and religion, then there's using religion to have complete control over someone's life. 
that is neither healthy nor loving. It's probably too late at this point, but I would have also reported the bank for not protecting customer information. The tellers gossiping about everyone's business is a big no-no since they learned their info from the person being a customer. OP replies saying, oh, trust me, the bank stuff is small potatoes when it comes to things about this community that Justin or Ray could blow up if they wanted to. It's a very weird, very problematic group that genuinely believes it's beholden only to its own laws. And you can imagine the kind of things that go on as a result. Neither of them wants to be involved with a group in any capacity going forward or actively draw the group's attention back to them though. Even more for the whistleblowing. This was more or less a one-off at the time necessity. And one more final comment before the update who Entropy5 says, did you ever figure out how his family knew about the accident? Which OP said, nope, still scratching my head over that to this day. Ray and Justin are completely no contact with everyone from that life, even their little siblings. So it doesn't make any sense. I also don't know how they tracked them down when they ran away or how they can always call, no matter how many times Ray and Justin changed their phone numbers. So now let's move on to the update to find out what happens next. So I posted a few years ago in Pro Revenge about the experiences of two of my best friends who left the cult they grew up in. I occasionally get PMs on this account from people wanting to know how Justin and Ray are doing. I doubt many people will see this since I'm just posting it on my Reddit profile instead of a subreddit. But I wanted to share this for the benefit of anyone still checking in on the original post. Justin gave me the go ahead to post an update since a lot has happened since then. Sorry in advance for how long this ended up being. So to recap, in early September 2017, Justin got in a bad bike accident and his family came out of nowhere, despite Justin and Ray being no contact with them and tried to have him removed from the hospital where he was receiving care. Ray freaked out and blew the whistle on a bunch of illegal shit that was happening in both their families of origin. Not a whole lot came of it, to be honest, once the heat blew over. The biggest effect was that Justin's uncle went to prison for the family business illegally selling handguns. But he's been out now for a while on parole. It sounds like Justin's mum is back to her old shenanigans running an unlicensed daycare out of her home. For context, the religious group Justin and Ray come from basically run slash own their town. And these things are all extremely common there. No one properly documents firearm sales because second amendment. Many members of this religious group are felons and still own guns. Again, I guess because second amendment. Businesses are frequently run outside proper licensure and regulations with rampant tax avoidance and tax fraud because they only answer to the laws of God. And children are often exploited for their labor and generally neglected or not treated well probably in part because it's common for couples to marry very young and they have five plus children. Justin is one of three children, which is considered an unusually small family. So since I posted in March of 2019, of course, a lot has happened in the meantime. Ray and her girlfriend got engaged at the end of 2019 and were planning their wedding for early fall 2020. When the pandemic happened, they ended up doing a small outdoor elopement that summer instead with about 10 witnesses, including me and a few others from our core friend group, who Justin and Ray refer to as their chosen family. Justin got ordained online through the Universal Life Church and, and performed the ceremony. It was an awesome day. 
Ray's family upped their harassment considerably between her engagement and the wedding. Members of their religious order who live in our city were showing up at her house to try and talk to her. When she wouldn't answer the door, they would leave creepy notes taped to her door with short messages like, repent. After the wedding though, the contact dropped off considerably, which she was very happy about. Justin is doing well. He's been in a serious relationship for the last two years with a woman we all love, who has meshed into our little chosen family really well. He's also made amazing progress on his neurological issues from the accident. The doctors say the effects will never go away, but he's adapted really well. He's working full time with no problem and is cycling every day again. He's still getting a lot of harassment, unfortunately, but it never escalates to anything scarier than a lot of phone calls, which he blocks as new numbers pop up and the occasional doorbell, which he never answers. Justin and Ray still don't know how their families of origin are tracking them. They've been living in our city for over a decade now and they've each moved residences several times during that time frame and changed their numbers a few times. Each time the family seems to know that new information almost immediately. They continue calling them and leaving voicemails at the new numbers. Members of their religious group are showing up at the new house almost immediately etc. Justin was subletting for a couple of years in a gated condo complex, which was awesome while it lasted, since his family's emissaries couldn't get in. After my last post, I bullied them into getting a forensic sweep of all their devices and digital accounts, but it turned up nothing. No spyware on their devices, no logins to any of their accounts coming from their birth date, etc. Their social media is heavily locked down privacy-wise, and even then, they're both very careful about what they post. I googled both their names and I'm not finding anything on those private database sites involving their info. So that part remains a mystery. I still welcome ideas on how their families are tracking them. The biggest update though is that Justin and Ray have become an informal lifeline out of their creepy hometown, which has been really cool to see. The oldest of Justin's little sisters was the first one. She turned 18 last year and reached out to Justin on Instagram. She had been accepted into college and her parents forbade her from going and had upped their strictness, including grounding her, because they were so pissed she applied at all. Justin sent her a plane ticket and she followed his footsteps, packed up her essential belongings when her parents were both at the house and got the fuck out of Dodge. She stayed with him in our city and then in the fall moved to college and is living in the dorms there. Justin has assured her that she's always has a home with him on her school breaks and that if there's another COVID wave that closes her dorms and pushes her classes to be in online only, she can come stay with him again and do her classes online from his house. Their next Lifeline recipient was a 19-year-old boy Justin and Ray didn't really know, who had been a friend of Justin's sister from school. He stayed in touch with her after she got out and Justin ended up buying a plane ticket for him too. He actually came and stayed with me since I had a spare room and Justin's sister was still at his place at the time and he was a really cool little dude. And yes, I started getting people showing up at my door after he moved in. Wild times. I helped him get a job and after a few months, he moved into a house share with roommates his own age. We also see him around a lot and he seems to be doing really well. Let me tell you, the kid is overjoyed with a casual dating model in the secular world and has been putting a lot of mileage on the apps. He doesn't think he wants to go to college, but I've been encouraging him to look at trade programs and apprenticeships. We'll see. The most recent recipient of the Justin and Ray Instagram DM Foundation for cult escapism is Ray's 25-year-old cousin. 
she was stuck in an abusive marriage and the religious group slash her family was basically telling her to suck it up and deal with it and be a submissive slash godly wife and try harder to get pregnant to make her husband happy. She got in touch with Ray because she had no one else to turn to and Ray helped her get out and come to our city. That's been a bit of a weird situation because unlike the other two, the cousin is still more or less a true believer. She only left because she was convinced her husband would kill her. And she's been kind of shitty and homophobic about Ray's wife, even though Ray is literally the only one helping her. But Ray has been an absolute angel to her despite that and keeps telling us that deprogramming takes time when we complain about her. It's unclear yet how the family feels about Justin and Ray helping the three escapees or whether they're blaming them as corrupting influences. Weirdly, the cousin and the friend have both been getting the same harassment that Justin and Ray have consistently gotten over the years, but Justin's sister hasn't heard a single peep, either here in our city or away at college. Beats me as to why or what the difference is. Anyway, I hope that satisfies the interest of anyone who still thinks about this post or who has messaged me. I'll end this post with a plug for the Safe Passage Foundation, which is a non-profit that gets vulnerable people out of cults. If this is an issue you care about, I encourage you to support them however you can. But I find these things absolutely mind-blowing. And I remember watching a program before about cults. I think it was a Louis Theroux or something like that. And he goes around and visits certain cults. And I think it was in the US as well. And the way that they followed him around with cameras and or they were sat like like down the block in a black car just watching him and if he approached them they would drive away and various things and i find it absolutely crazy and that you know after they left and everything that's gone on they still knock on the door leaving notes on the door and that is just so so scary and how are they tracking these people down I know they said they got like the whole town is controlled by this cult by the sounds of it have they just got people keeping them tap like keeping tabs on them all the time like 24 7 finding out about them like stalking them maybe i'm getting carried away there but from what i've read it, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case but holy moly what do you guys make of this one i am blown away by that let me know your thoughts in the comments below and a huge thank you for spending your time with me today, getting involved in the stories, your love, support, and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being a part of it. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my I can smell the smoke from the bacon Let's go See the sun shining from the windows Okay I know that's a damn Hold up What was that? Boring No flavor That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.